Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Up dog, my man, the bat blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey. Or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with Labatt Blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. This is John Michael Lyles and you're listening to Missing Curfew. What's missing curfew? It's when you kind of play guilty, but you show up. How nice is a green light on the road, though? No practice tomorrow, no playing, just go. Scotty Upshaw in the clear, and he scores! A few laughs, a little bit of fun, and obviously a lot of hockey talk. You're listening to Missing Curfew. The lads. Welcome back to Missing Curfew, Updog. Um, smooth skating, <laughs> good style. I wish I played with this guy. Yeah, I know. Me One too. of the I best. missed him in Colorado. We would have been a good deep pair, right? I was like, I could Johnny, never... go, go, yeah, go. Way, we got never... time. We got time. By the way, I could never hit the guy either. No. I tried to chase him around sometimes. <laughs> hey, so he, he was two, two steps ahead of you. He knew he knew when you were coming. No, I, well, maybe on the golf course, a little thinking ahead. He has a short game. That's why. Uh, John Michael Lyles. Johnny, thanks for joining us, buddy. We're a big fan of what you do for Altitude. Obviously, the way you played the game and uh, just your all-around uh, uh, contribution to the league. Demeanor. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, fellas. I'm happy to be here. Alpi, you definitely got me a couple of times, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you, there was... you definitely got me. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the puck was gone. Yeah, I was That's for making that birdie on me down the stretch there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I oh. mean... You did say before we came on that uh, you're going to play your last round of golf in the beautiful state of Colorado up in Vail, and I was like, I'll get you. I might have to pay for you to fly out here just just to kick this guy's ass for me because I'm a human ATM machine to this guy. His, his handicap, Johnny, at one point was a five, and I was like, as your business partner, I can't just I can't handle this. He's lying. It's not a five. We played the I will take one you day. as a five any day of the week. I will take you on my team any day of the week as a five. Yeah. Right, I know. Well, it's yeah. it's at a one now. It's it's where it should be. Um, but my back is all jammed up. I got this Phoenix Coyotes alumni tournament this weekend with Sheldon and Quincy. Oh, yeah, and I uh, I, I got to get my back in order because I can't have Quincy carry the whole squad. He's a leader player. He's a great player. Yeah, he's he's Thanks playing there. unbelievable right now too. He is pounding the ball. All right, John- he's he's yeah. on. Hey Johnny, we so we played. We're we're already getting off script here, but that's what good players do. We read react, read react. Yeah. Um, we played Cherry Hills. We went to Denver to see my morning jacket, back to back nights, and Quince took us to Cherry Hills the week after the USM. And Johnny, I'm t- uh, listen. I, I know I'm not a good golfer to begin with, but man, were we humbled! Like you missed the fairway by a a yard, yeah. missed the green by a foot. It was done. I mean, Cherry Hills is it's old school, and when they grow that rough out and they get those greens rolling, um, I mean, it, it is it can it can be nasty. I just remember the BMW was there, and the let the let he was playing in it, and I think he was top five, you know, making a run late on Sunday, and man, just the the he missed one green left, and it was such deep rough. It, it, I, like I it, I don't know what he double bogeyed a hole and dropped out of contention, but I just remember how fast those greens were. And he was like, man, I'm nuking three with like 365 here and I'm not even trying to go after it. Like, it's just amazing what those guys could do in those conditions, man. That course is special. Is that number 17? Is that a go zone for you? Is that like, like we're going for that in two with a good drive? That little island green is beyond, it's sick. Uppy went, Uppy went for it's the right, sick. yeah, Uppy I went for the right rough. I'm like, under a tree, and under I, a tree, I'm buddy, like, I hit it so what? good. And it landed... <laughs> Four feet short, like four feet in the water short. I thought I was actually telling him to get down. 
I was I was just wondering where you're trying to land it because it was a dinner plate. There was water front. Oh, dude, that's right. It's a dinner plate. There's water front around it. And yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, if I hit a real good drive there, it's maybe a go zone. But um, man, it's just such a small target when you're coming in. And I don't know. I don't hit the ball high enough to really land it soft, unfortunately. Well, well what a great but but when you say U.S. Amateur, what a great hole down the stretch to be playing match play on. Yeah. Right. That's Lord. that's. That's like do or die. Like the whole the whole shot, your whole shot. You get left trouble off the tee. You know, if you go, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, it was a great tournament, and you know, you guys are both sticks. But what I liked about that tournament is you would see some of these kids, Johnny, hit unbelievable shots, and then you'd see them, you know, fuck it up like I would. But like it, it was just either birdies or they were go for it and make bogeys. Like I, I loved watching that tournament this year. It, you know, I mean, for like for for the course and being as old as it is, I mean, you've got the big trees out there. It's not overly long by any means, but it is. I mean, it, it's it it penalizes you when they've got those greens running and those targets that they put, you know, some of those pins in are so small. And if you're in the wrong, you know, wrong part of the green or above the hole, it can be so penalizing. It it, it was it's a fun course, and uh, especially in those conditions and watching, you know, some of those players and the way that they hit the ball and you know move it uh, around a course like that. I knew I was in trouble that day when I took my breakfast ball off one. I couldn't find either one of them. My first one or my second one. I'm like, hey, does anyone see where that second one went? Hey, the caddy. I'm like, fella, it's got to be here somewhere. It's got to be here somewhere. One of the easiest stole on the court. I, I know. I made six. I made six. I was in one. I was in one. But Quince was just, Quince was just ready to just, just, just chomp it at the bed at that point, right? Quince was, uh, I, hungover is not the word, but he did one of his uh, hikes with uh, Car Bomb um, that they really get. Uh, I gotcha. They really get to see nature. Um, yeah, you, you don't, don't have to say anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know what they, I don't know what they saw up there, but Quince looked like me after a three and three back in the jungle. He was just like exhausted. They were out scouting I for some fun, fun, sort of fun. That. Yeah, he did say something about how exhausted he was when he when he uh, met up with you guys. Yeah. Hey, so I just wanted yeah. to ask before we jump into this epic event we're going to have in Aspen in a couple weeks. I wanted to ask you. So it's it's changing of the seasons for you in Vail. You live up in Vail, beautiful place. You said you're golfing today, and they're closing the course right away. What's like your routine in between seasons right now up in Vail? Like I know skiing, and I know summer events, yeah. but what's this like fall kind of? You know, when I actually had surgery up there in November before, yeah. it was kind of dead. But what's it like? You playing yeah, I, hockey up there? Are you getting ready for this game, or what's what's the schedule like? Uh, you know, we've got ice up here. Um, I run a skate every Tuesday night with a bunch of guys. Um, we got a great group, you know, you, you puck, you know, throw sticks, puck drop at nine 30 and beer still one or one thirty, and, and kind of go from there. But it's, it's a good group. And, um, you know, at this point during the year, I mean, they'll open on Friday last week. There's only a couple of runs open, but, um, you know, now people are starting to trickle in and you'll see after Thanksgiving, it'll get busier. Honestly, I'm trying to ride my bike as long as I can. I'm uh, trying to mountain bike, trying to golf. Um, our course closed a few weeks ago, but they leave the holes in the greens. And so we've got guys that live on the course with uh, carts and we'll go out there on their carts and play, you know, nine, depending on if the, if we still got light, maybe 18. Uh, but it is, it's, it's kind of nice. You almost get like the valley back to the, the people that live here. Um, you know, it's not crazy. You can walk into a restaurant without making a reservation, you know, three, four weeks ahead of time. So it is a nice little reset and then you know what's coming and you can, you know, that, uh, you know, people are going to be, you know, jamming the hotels and the mountain, uh, here, here in a few weeks, but that's awesome. Um, you know, just a fun time and, uh, trying to get down to Denver too, cause the weather's a little different down there. You got, you know, 15, 20 degrees warmer, not, you know, no snow or anything down there and, Try and play golf. Try and go down and see the ads if I can in person. If I'm not doing wine cave, and yeah, that's that's kind of the routine right now. Wine cave is one of my favorite segments in all of NHL. We'll, we'll get into the wine cave, but so you know, we talk about you know, obviously we all played a long time, and I started swimming, Johnny, when I when I retired. It, it changed, you know, it's changed my life since I hung him up. How's your body? And you know, you said you get it like to get out on your bike. What other what other stuff are you doing to to stay fit and take care of you know a, a banged up hockey old, old defenseman? I guess I'm asking. Yeah, I always tell people I'm 40, almost 43, going on like 63 now. Yeah. I mean, we've all had, you know, multiple surgeries and a lot of cracks and, uh, you know, uh, pain when you get out of bed every morning. But for me, it's, um, you know, I try and uh, in the winter, especially like I try and skate ski. I try and Nordic ski a couple times a week, try and skin up. Yeah, I know you've done that a bunch in Aspen. Like that's, that's a killer workout. And like, we, I've got a buddy up the street that was on ski patrol for 15, 18 years and him and I go usually at 5 a.m. before before any, you know, we're in the dark with headlamps, ski down, you know, as the sun's coming up. And it's honestly like I've never had a bad day after one of those 
morning. Can can you just and, describe that to just quickly what skinning yeah. is? Our listeners are probably no so fucking idea. Yeah, so skinning is um, you, you, your heels loose, and um, you've got a, a faux animal skin on the bottom of your skis, and you're basically hiking up the mountain in your skis and your boots, and um, you know, 15 minutes into it, you're pouring sweat out, and it's negative 10 degrees outside, and it's you know 5, 15 in the morning, dark outside, you got a headlamp, and you're just going from the bottom to the top, you get to the top, you pull the skins, you 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 uh, lock your heel in, and you ski down, and uh, you know you put on some layers because you're 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 sweating, but you get those layers on, and honestly, like sun's coming up, and and there's not a better feeling in the world than skiing down, especially if there's you know some overnight powder. It's uh, it's a pretty amazing experience. I was lucky enough to get linked up with some some guys here that do it pretty regularly, and it is one of the best workouts going. Could you imagine? No, no, fuck no, no, no chance, chance, no chance, no chance. You're like, I hey, say hi to me on my way out of the you skiing. Whoa, man! Like that's the one event in the, in the Olympics. I'm like, how'd you start this? Like cross country skiing, like just didn't have any other talent or what? Like cross country skiing's got to be one of the hardest things in the world. Though. It's so yeah. miserable. It's so, yeah. so they're going straight up, like. Picture just Ajax, the flat part of it, where everyone comes down. They're just going straight up with a headlamp I, on, just talking to the wolves. And fucking, I've, I've yeah, come down, I've, I've come down out of uh, cloud nine on on Highlands with a light on my foot, <laughs> but I, I've never gone up. I've come down. <laughs> Woo, that's a lot of just, fun. But no, hey, you, you weren't feeling anything at that point, well, right? Like, break it just, on. Yeah. Hey, hey, Johnny, the, the mountain. Like we live out here in California. When you, we first move out here, you realize how intimidating the ocean can be for real, right? Like you need to respect the ocean, like. You're you're a mountain man. You, my 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 boy here. He's he's a, a part timer up there. Sometimes he does these mountain, like he needs to be a little careful, right? The mountain can bite bite, bite back, right, Johnny? The mountain can absolutely bite back. It's it's same thing as the ocean. The minute you don't respect it, 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 it jumps up and it bites you. Or the minute you aren't paying attention, that's when it gets you. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it, my eight year old skis way better than I do, and and uh, I always tell her like, hey, you got to You got to head on a swivel. You got to always be paying attention, but. It's amazing just, uh, I mean, how cool it is to, you know, be able to have access to that, you know, five minutes down the road from our house. Just like the D-Zone, eh, Johnny? Head on the swivel. Stay active. <laughs> hey, no, <laughs> never, never know who's coming. Protect the back post. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Johnny. Exactly. You got a head on a swivel for sure. I, I felt the loneliness and the mountain take over. So this is years ago, and we're skiing, and, and I'm keeping up with Andy Mack and Jay Liddell, and uh, they say, let's go do one more back run. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty fatigued. So long story short, I go do the back run. I hit this little fucking stump. My ski goes down there. I'm in the powder up to here. My cell phone's about to die. It's getting dark. And I'm like, this is not how it's going to end here, right? Not here. And sure enough, my boy Lupul comes flying by on his snowboard. And I'm just like, loves, loves. And he, he basically saved me. But I, I, Johnny, I felt the, I felt the fear and I felt the mountain. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a cold night out here. Oh yeah, they, I mean it, it's it's true. Hey, you're in the majority on that. Like everybody has that every now and again. And I mean, listen, it's you know there there. Unfortunately, there's people that that don't make it off the bout every year, and uh, you gotta you gotta have respect for it. You gotta understand that like you're you're in the elements, and it's it's unforgiving. You know, even if you are on the resort, um, you know, one wrong turn, you could be in something that is way like for me, way over my head. And yeah, um, yeah I I it, it is, but it's. Uh, it's cool. Like you just, you, you respect it and you try and enjoy it as best you can. But man, I'm with you. I've, I've been in those situations and you're like, what the hell am I doing here? Right. <laughs> it was, it was the same feeling I had the first time I got on the ice with Ovechkin. I'm like, what am I doing out here? Why, why am I out here? Why am I out here? Are you, uh, so you said mountain biking. Do you got a, uh, do you, you got a, yeah, okay. no, I got a S works and I have a, uh, Santa Cruz heckler. So two electric like you know pedal assist yeah. do you have those or yeah. are you still old school and you got the light mountain bike is that what you're using i, I got the light mountain bike oh, i got your crown uh yeah i mean i honestly like i just for me it's about the uphill and just getting the workout in and 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 you know i'm pretty tame on the downhill you get up on vale mountain and you see some of those i mean it's the same thing whistler or any of these these ski resorts in the summer like the the jumps that these guys do and they're in like full padding like that's not for me Right? No, like, you don't have time for that. I'm about, yeah, I just want the sweat on the way up. I want to cruise on the way down and not be, you know, not have, uh, and not be shitting my pants on the way down on any, on any jumps. <laughs> yeah. They do that at, um, at Snowmass. They have the full course yeah. all over the mountain. And these dudes are, 
you know, they're hitting gainers. They're doing like, it's, it's gnarly, but you're right. Shoulder pads, like dirt, what's a dirt bike helmets. They're like, like a gainer, you go and you, you basically kick your feet up this way. So you're doing like that. It's nuts. You ever try that? I've tried it into like the ocean from a yacht. I've seen that cobble. Yeah. I saw you do that. Yeah. That not on a, not on a bicycle. No, no chance. Done a lot of dumb things in the day. Um, but no, I, I like the electric bikes, for example, they, so you talk about sweating, you just get to get more distance. You get to go yeah, for sure. But in that case sure. on a mountain, you're going up further and then you got to come down further. So, but in a way you're yeah. still sweating. It's just yeah. gives you a little more speed, a little more control. And say you yeah. get a call. I always say, what if someone calls you and says like something's wrong or yeah. We need you down here, or hey, last call's happening. Get down to the bar, boys. You're more important. More important. That's when you crank it up and you just yeah. fly down. You you meet the boys for a pint. Listen, I, I, that I, makes sense. I get the electric bike. I got yeah. two beach cruisers out here, Johnny. If you're ever out here and you just want to cruise the beach, <laughs> why? I just just big fat boy tires. You just cruise, buddy. I, I, I'm a last time I, I was out there, I texted uh, Uffy and you guys were you guys were he was in Spain. He said. Oh, uh, you never know where the updog's going to be, buddy. You know, he, 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 he could be at school or he could be in Europe or you never know where the updog's yeah. going to be. Yeah, so. Updog, my man, the bat blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with the bat blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. Johnny, let's talk a little hockey here. Um, obviously, the Colorado alumni, you guys are, are the Avs alumni, so you guys are doing great things. Uh, we got a big big game coming up here in, in Aspen with our boy Sheldon. Um, just how excited are you about it? Uh, this is going to come out the Friday of the event, so it's perfect timing for us. We're excited to get up there, but... Um, pretty cool, pretty cool event we're going to have. Yeah. No, yeah, it's going to be an amazing event. Um, you know, we've got, we got a good group of guys, um, Milan, Haydu, um, obviously Sheldon and Quince, you guys have roped in obviously you too, but, uh, it sounds like, uh, Hank's coming and biz and, you know, there's, there's quite a few, um, you know, pretty, pretty big names that are going to be attending this. And I think it's just going to be great. You know, it, it all goes to help raise funds for youth hockey, which is, you know, the big one. Um, you know, our alumni association does a number of these events around uh, Colorado, whether it's Vail, Aspen, Telluride, um, Brack. Like, we've got some really cool events that our guys, um, you know, fly in for and just have a blast. Um, and, and like I said, it's all for a great cause. Um, it's going to be a really, really cool event. Uh, you know, no better place than Aspen. And, um, you know, just... a a really cool game, you know. I, I'm, 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 I'm hoping I'm not gonna glass it out it too much, uh, but you know, altitude, like the legs go way quicker at all. Oh, buddy, I can't even. I, I, when I showed up to fucking Colorado for training camp, I put in one of my best summers ever. I'm like, I'm ready to go. First skate, I go up to you. Bring up a lot of hey, Duke. I go hedgy. Oh, I'm dying out here. Does it get any easier? He's like, not really. I'm like, this guy's played here for 20 years. He can't even Dude, breathe. That, I'm in one. That guy can still, still skate. Like really lying oh, around. Wow. But it is so impressive watching him. And you guys, you and I, we were all texting. We had that alumni skate last week. Uh, that was the first one I'd been to in a while. We played over 40 versus under 40. And over 40s had lost like 10 straight games. And um, I came down and I knew Forsberg was in town. So I texted him. I was like, hey, I was like, you want to skate in our alumni skate? He's like, oh, I'm playing in Toronto. So you got, I got my gear. I just need a stick. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I was like, hey, he's skating. Joe's like, ah, I haven't put my gear on in like three years, but I'll come out. He, he, you know, he joins too. And all of a sudden we got a, a, you know, pretty good over 40 team. And man, I'm telling you, you can put Hayduke on the abs right now. I guarantee you he'd score 20. Like his, his hands are playing with, playing with McKenna and Rand, playing with McKenna and Rand. And I might be able to get 20. I mean, like, like, go to the back door, right? Go to the back door. But it's unbelievable watching these guys still like Pete, you know, he doesn't move well at all just because of his leg, but his hands. Like it, it's ridiculous how good they still are. If you're Forsberg, don't you just go to Dick's Sporting Goods if you need a twig? Aren't they still selling yeah, Forsberg? Forsberg. Don't you just yeah. Type in there, <laughs> there they are. Well, yeah, I'll take that Forsberg right off the shelf there. 
a little harder to get an upshell stick nowadays, but a Forsberg one you could probably get. Hey, hey, Johnny, um, what's worked the best for getting like alumni to show up to these events? Like, is it the destinations? Is it the is it the events you put around them? Like, a, you know what what you guys did great for the wives and for the event was like, yeah. you know, you had the Caribou Club all lined up, right? And and. You know, your first class. That's NHL. First class, yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all experiencing Aspen for the family. We got that lined up again. I, yeah. get in. I couldn't get in the Caribou Club last time I went. Can you get me? Well, oh, I was the guy. We, yeah, we, had, a, we had in the back room there. Club. It was you know, exhausted too much. <laughs> 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 the, 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 the alumni, love that account. But, um, you, you know, I, yeah. I think, I think it, it, it's pretty equal when you t- when you talk about the destinations. Um, you know, we got Vail in September. We got an Aspen in December. We do Telluride in February, which is sick. Um, and then we do Brackenridge, uh, March, late March, early April. But the other thing too, is just the guys getting together. Um, you know, everybody that comes, you know, I get texts, Hey, like, you know, I, I didn't realize how much I needed that or how much I missed that and how good it was to be around the guys. And, um, you know, I mean, a lot of us, that's, you know, that's the, you know, the, some of the only interaction we get with a lot of the guys that, you know, we went to battle with for a long time and. Well, that's, I mean, you guys know the biggest thing that you miss when you, when you leave the game is the locker room and being around the guys on a daily basis. And so even to provide that for three or four, you know, times a year, uh, in a cool place where we can ski or, you know, families get together and, and ski or hang out in the pool, like it, it makes a big difference. And, um, uh, yeah, we've gotten really good feedback, um, and guys that, you know, are willing to, you know, fly in on their own dime to be a part of these events. Yeah, it's the last time I skated, and it was the only other, you know... This fucking guy. It's the only other uh, alumni event I've ever been to was you guys in the Flyers. But I was like, fuck, if, if my old teams were doing this, I'd come play, you know, five times a winter. You know, just... <laughs> so I will. I'll be, I thought you were up for that, King. That event I know. I, he's, I'll tell you right now, Johnny, I'll tell you right now, he's not getting five this time. I'll, I'll take a 10 game before he gets five. <laughs> Mark my words. Hey, <laughs> Johnny, don't don't let Obi fucking try. I'll know. take a five gamer on before he gets five. If he gets more two, I don't know if Johnny you want him as your Obi D partner either. On D, that's a that's yeah. a shutdown <laughs> hair right there. And you, you teed me up for my question. Um, we, we've been talking about it. Uh, I'm excited to see the boys. I'll be honest. I'm not excited to get on the ice, but I'm just curious: is it Abs versus NHL? What is that? Is that what it's going to be? Because if so. I, I, you guys got a lot of chemistry. You guys been skating, bonding there. Like I'm, I'm big on locker room advantage to the abs. We, I, you know, I, I, it sounds like it's going to be abs versus the NHL. Uh, oh, you know, originally Quince was saying, well, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta watch how many, how many guys that are coming in." I'm like, Quince, we got, gotta have at least two full lines. We can't have seven guys showing up on the, <laughs> on the abs side and you know, like dying while in the middle <laughs> of the game. So, um, I, I think that's what it is. Um. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working that through. I think Quince and Sheldon have that more dialed in than, than I do, but it does sound like, you know, maybe NHL and, uh, versus abs. We're working on a goalie. It sounds like, uh, Ben Scrivens might be the guy for the abs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anchors I, 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 Ben Scrivens might be a, might be a little a, bit of a mismatch. That's a mismatching career earnings for sure. That's a mismatching <laughs> career earnings. And here. I thought I saw Peter Budai on there for Tavs. We got Peter Budai, former St. Mike's major kicking. I like that. I like him. I'll play in front of him, no problem. So Boots, Boots played for our team in Vail against the local team here, and we went to a 10-round shootout to to get the win in that one, and Boots was stood on his head. Um, it sounds like he might have a conflict. We're still working through schedules um Sackick said he's he's up in the air and he's got board of governors that week but but he said he may try and, and head up after he gets back from board of governors so there's a there's a little bit of uh a little bit of uh i guess you know interesting dynamic for how our our lineup's going to play out but we're, we're keeping the nhl team on their toes yeah listen i i'm gonna have to reach out to ray croft here after the show here see what razors do and maybe get him on a bird out here hey ray- yeah, razor get yeah that. razor's That's a beauty that we see with me yeah yeah, Razor's the man. He's the guy, yeah. He's if you think you're getting five against the Avs alumni, you got another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> Who's repping? I have not skated since. I have not skated since. I'll take went so fucking top shelf, Obi, this one shot. I, I saw the highlights. Everyone saw the highlights. I don't know, but how do you need to play for the Avs? Why is he going to be out there? Hey, Johnny, I want to ask you a little bit about minor hockey in the Valley. Um, the Colorado Extreme, obviously, so Sheldon's done some incredible stuff with his kids in, in Colorado and, and the kids up Valley. Um, you know, so so we're excited to come in and support that. Talk a little bit about, you know, your kids and the minor hockey system throughout Vail, throughout Denver, 
you know, is it, is it pretty, um, are these kids going at it? Like, is it, is it, is it good skill? A lot of tournaments, like what's the minor hockey like up there? Well, I, I mean, what I'll say is from when I first came to Denver in 2003 to now, I mean, the, the, the hockey landscape has exploded. The number of organizations, um, the amount of kids playing hockey and, you know, part of that's early 2000s abs, you know, when you, when you look at the Sackicks and Forsbergs and, you know, Ray Borks and guys like that that played on that team, but also, you know, kind of the resurgence the last few years, I would say, and, and, you know, the, how good they, you know, they've gotten again, McCarr, McKinnon, Ranton and guys like that. And, and we're seeing it in Vail with our numbers. Um, you know, we don't have enough ice to sustain the amount of kids that want to play hockey. You know, we're in a valley of 40,000 um, people and, and we've got, you know, 200 plus kids that want to play hockey uh, any given year for, you know, four square teams, five peewee teams. So, it, you know, it's, uh, it's tough because we're, we're, we have a finite amount of ice. We're working on trying to get, you know, figure out a way to do a third sheet here in Vail. But, um, you know, what I see at first hand, I'm on the board of directors for Vail and it's just cool to see and, and see all these kids get into it. Cause when you hear Vail or Aspen, you think automatically skiing, right? But there's so many kids that not only grew up skiing, they love playing hockey. And at some point, you know, you have this fork in the road where it, it's not really feasible to be able to ski competitively and play hockey competitively. And so a lot of kids are choosing hockey and, and it's it's super cool to see and what Shelton's doing with the extreme, you know, being able to provide hockey for free to, to so many kids. And, um, you know, I know the you know, one of the big focuses is um, is, uh, you know, the Latino community and, and being able to, you know, get them involved in hockey, which is, you know, maybe an underserved um, demographic. And it, it's it's pretty cool to see. And, and so to see that, you know, albeit in Vail, I'm an hour and a half away from where Sheldon is in Aspen, um, you know, you still hear about it. And, and it is like any way that you can grow the game and make it accessible for people, like more more power to you. Um, you know, you just got to tip your cap. And it's, it's going to be a cool event to see, you know, not only I think people showing up from Aspen or Glenwood or these different places, but all the kids that are hopefully going to be involved. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, and you mentioned obviously Sackick and Forsberg, the Patty and the Glory Days there, Footer, and then, you know, the, the, the new Elm they have. But I noticed, I watch a lot of Av games. First, the fans are some of the best in the league. But I do notice a lot of kids at the game. When they, when they pay to the yeah. crowd, you do notice a lot of kids. So uh, the Avs are had a big impact on minor hockey around there. Yeah, they have. And, and um, you know, they do a great job of, of uh, making sure that those kids are getting to the games, whether it's, you know, through the youth programs, getting tickets through those. My daughter does um, U8 hockey here at Vail, and she's skating at an abs game in December before the game and in the first intermission. They give discounted tickets to the, the whole organization at that age group. So it'll be super cool to see her on the ice at Fall Arena and, you know, jump out there probably pregame with her. And, um, yeah, abs, they, they do it. They do a great job. And part of, you know, for me, like I do a lot of YK, but I also like getting down and being there in person at Fall Arena on set with Kiefer and Riker and those guys, because you get to interact with the fans and you're there and, and you're seeing them face to face and, you know, talking to the kids and talking to these people that have had season tickets since 90, you know, 95, 96, when they first came to Colorado. So they, they do an amazing job. The fans are a huge part of, um, you know, of, of the abs success. And what makes Ball Arena so tough to play in as a visitor? Yeah, it's tough to come in there. When I played there, it wasn't so tough to come into. It's yeah. kind of pointing it. But now it's coming in there is no <laughs> joke. But I, I got another little house cleaning thing about the alumni game here. Um, shoulder pads. What's the ruling on guys wearing shoulder pads? Because my, my no, buddy no. beside me here likes to no. put them on. Listen, he likes to put them on. He likes to put the mouth guard in and really he's he, this guy nuts. Like, he, I, I haven't Johnny, skated in two years and he thinks he knows everything keep about this. Keep him on. I'm sounding like I a scared guy that's going to get beat now. wide. Uh, this is sounding a little scared. There's a 100% chance I'm getting beat wide by you and everybody else, but I want to make sure when I cross-check you in the arm that there's no padding. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll wear this the, the hey, shoulder pad tricep no, protector. No. I, I actually skated with the, the local team here, uh, the, the Vale Yeti, uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, the the owner texts me. He's like, "Hey, do you want to jump on the ice with us?" I'm like, "Sure, yeah, it sounds good." And uh, I'm like, "Man, I wonder if I should wear shoulder pads. Like, if this is a full practice." It ended up being their like preseason inter squad game. I had to dig my shoulder pads out of my like locker that I hadn't I hadn't even put them on in five years. Probably, <laughs> thank God I did because it was like like there's like hitting happening. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't like this at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the hitting. Yeah, I mean, in our alumni game, I will say like. If you take all of them wide, watch out because Quince, Quince will play, 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 play the lot of you without shoulder pads. 
Oh, I'm just gonna Shorzy. give it to. I've Shorzy. already been. I've already been texting Q on the oh, sign here. Give to I'm giving Shorzy it to Shorzy. Shorzy. Yeah, yeah. I told yeah. him. I outmuscled yeah, him on the overtime goal. Actually, is Shorzy gonna be on his team? Shorzy didn't play for the Avs, did he? Shorzy played for the Avs. Yeah, but he played for DU, so he he plays yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like we'll look at numbers and see. I mean, listen, Shorzy's had always ten points <laughs> and a loss every time. Yeah, like, I know. I know. I play with the. Yeah, in Brack, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, I had ten points. I'm like, yeah, you lost eleven like, ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had my guy though. Hey, Shorzy, I had my guy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is guy. I played with Shorzy. I, I, I go back down the jungle. I've been in the show ten years. Go back down to San Antonio. Like it, it sucked, but this guy made it more miserable. Like every day, he was just like. And then as I got to know him, and I started, I love Shorzy, and I just said like, he's, he's asking for a trade, and I'm like, I go, fella, I just gotta be honest with you, like. I, we're, there's another guy on every other American League team like you that deserves to be in the NHL that's stuck here. Like, you don't want to get traded somewhere shitty. Like, just, that's my advice. Kept asking for a trade. They trade him to Adirondack, New York, and we go to play him. I'm like, how's this place treating me? He's like, should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> listen to the veteran, Shorzy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I go, San Antonio, listen, I played at some bad places in this American League. This San Antonio is not awful. I mean, it's sunny here. But he's a beauty. <laughs> he's a beauty. Um, I love that guy. Johnny, I can't. I couldn't ask you about the Abs without talking about our boy Kyle Keefe. He's uh, he's at the Hall of Fame. I seen. Uh, I love watching his, yeah. his telecast with you guys at Altitude. How's Keefe doing? He takes the win. He loves the wins, but he takes the losses tough. Eh? Nobody takes. Nobody has higher highs and lower lows than Buffer. <laughs> that, that guy. That guy is on cloud nine every win, and he is so depressed every time they lose, and he's like inconsolable. And and you'd think that like the abs are you know the the cellar dweller every time they lose a game, and, and but I mean like the guy just bleeds um, you know burgundy and blue. I love him to death. He's one of my best buddies. Like it, you, now we've got you know Riker now has moved up to to color because you know unfortunately Peter McNabb passed away last year. And, um, now we've got you know Kenny Cleese doing some analysis. Jan Stasny's been doing some analysis. Johnny Mitchell stepped in, and every one of those guys. The first thing they say is Kiefer makes it so easy. Yeah. Like he's he's so good at what he does. He's self-deprecating. He's funny. There, there's almost never like a, a, a just dead air because he's so in tune with everything. And even if you lose your train of thought, he just picks right up, and it doesn't seem like you know that that like you're the like you're embarrassed. And he, I mean, I I've I've worked with him now for six years, and um, man, he's just the ultimate pro at. He's not afraid to laugh. Like, I mean, you guys have seen the Sharks clip. Like, that guy, if there's something funny, like, he's tears on, tears coming down, and he's, he's out for the rest of the segment, and it is the best TV that you'll see. Yeah, and he's such a pro, and I like that's what I respect him most. How, how professionally he's prepared he is, and at the same time, how he yeah. can be himself, and that's just reps and getting better. And listen, you know, NHL and TNT, I got nothing against Liam McHugh. I think he's a pro and does a good job. But every time I watch it, I'm just like, imagine Kyle Keefe was running this panel right now. Like, I mean, not not that he wants to leave altitude. He loves Denver. And he he bleeds yeah. the burgundy and, and, and white. But he, I mean, he could run that panel, no problem. Yeah. I, I, Personality matters. Likes to tee yeah. up, too. Eh? Loves to tee it up. Loves to Good oh, backyard yeah, there. He's yeah, got a good yeah, backyard. Nice backyard there in Denver. Great backyard. Loves to tee it up. Loves golf. He came up to Vail, and he was on his own. And, uh, man, that guy is, if he's on his own, it is paddled down. He is like, I'm like, hey. I know somebody else. I know somebody else. He announced our game. Yeah. He announced our game for the charity event. And the the director of our our organization was like, we might have to limit Keeper's alcohol consumption next year. Like, he was, he was hilarious. But, man, like, just every time anybody, like, Riker touched the puck and he is full blast on the microphone. You know, Hayduke touches the puck, full blast on the microphone, and you're like, Kiefer, you got to reel it in, man. Like, this is a charity effect. Like, like, get it together, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a beauty. Johnny, I yeah. want to get your opinion on, on two guys I've talked to a lot about this season. And last year, I think, you, you probably know this as well, against the Kraken, like, the lack of depth up front was noticeable. Like, besides the big yeah. boys, they really had nothing else going. They bring in Miles Wood and Ross Colt, two guys that have made huge yeah. impacts that I absolutely love. As an ex-ab and a guy that follows the team closely, what are your thoughts on these two boys? Well, I mean, that's, you know, those guys, um, I mean, they revamped the third line, right? You lose JT Comfort, free agency, which was to be expected. He was going to get a payday. And 
So the abs had to, you know, had to kind of retool and you talked about it. Like their depth wasn't there last year. They relied heavily on McKinnon and Ratman and, you know, the second line wasn't quite there, but now you got, you picked up Ryan Johansson as a second line center. You know, he's still getting, I think comfortable, but he's winning a ton of face offs, especially on the power play, um, big body. And I look at, you know, I, I kind of circle it, you know, every game, like who I kind of think, um, are, are the impact guys. Johansson, Nachushkin, Colton, like those guys to me, if they get going, this Avs team's really going to be tough to stop. And I look at Colton like playing that third line center position on the second power play. He's playing some penalty kill. Like he's he's better, I think, than a lot of people realize. And Jeff Halper is one of the assistant coaches in Tampa and a good buddy of mine. I texted him when, when they traded for him and I and I, I was like, Halper, you know, what, what do you expect or what do you think? And he's like, he's a great kid. He just wants to get better. He's going to contribute. He can play in all areas. And I mean, thus far, like, you know, he's, he's, I think four goals and an assist so far this year, but some big goals and like plays a physical game really, really solid. I mean, he had the mistake the other night against Seattle, which was unfortunate, like at home at the end of the game, but he was the first guy to admit it. And I mean, like it's an 82 game season, right? Things like that are going to happen. And I just love what they did with the third line. Like I hated playing against Miles Wood because you knew that he was just straight line. He was going to run you through the boards. And if he didn't run you through the boards, if you got out of the way, he was going to hit the boards hard and you knew that he was coming again the next shift, right? So he's a guy that's that's tough to play against. So that third line, to me, makes a huge difference. And then, you know, it's unfortunate lacking and getting hurt the way that he did. Oh. Like, that was that was scary. That was bad. Um, but, like, when if they're healthy and you get a Gabe Landeskog back, hopefully end of the season, maybe playoffs, depending on where he's at, like that team, you know, top three lines, and you plug and play fourth line, you know, you got Cogliano, you got, you know, Logan O'Connor's played up and down third line, fourth line. Like they're way deeper than they were last year. And they look more like the, you know, the team that won the cup a couple of years ago. Yeah. Every time I watch them play, I just wish 92 was out there. I'm like, imagine they had 92. Oh, like, I mean, man, it's, I, he's so, he's good. just, like, he's, he's a game changer. He's a game changer. And he's, he's a, he's a guy. I mean, like he's the captain. Yes. But yeah. like in the room, right? Like he's the guy and, and, you know, like nothing against Nate, but he's the guy that can kind of give Nate like the, Hey, here's, here's what you need to be doing. Or like Miko, here's what you need to be doing. He's the guy that everybody listens to and, and they miss him a ton. And you just hope that everything's going well. Like I've deeper texted with him. I've texted with him. You know, it seems like things are going well, but obviously until he's back on the ice and trying to play, you know, at full speed, there's a lot that, you know, there's a lot uh, remains to be seen. Yeah, exactly. The only the only thing I don't like about Miles Wood is he puts his laces around his ankles. Do you notice oh, that? Oh no. Yeah, I'm like fella. We gotta talk to Frosty about Put that. Put some tape, Frosty. Let him do that. I don't know because I love his game, but I I, I get a close up. The tongues aren't perfect. <laughs> oh man, and the laces around. I that. Nah. So I don't notice that. Yeah. So not card. Johnny, have a peek. Uh, I love his game. I want. Uh, I, I, I used to cam him, but yeah, I'm not gonna be able to look away. It's an R wreck. I know. <laughs> Hey, Johnny, we talked about this before air, uh, before we jumped on air, but you said you were at the game the other night with the kids in what was turned out to be a blowout, you know, with St. Louis coming to town. Yeah. We've seen it the week before in Vegas, Saturday night, huge game. Yeah. Has this team yeah. ever been, you know, blown out in, 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 you know, two games in the matter of five that you know about and what's going on when that happens? This team's too good to have that happen. Is it just, does it just fall apart quickly or is what do, what do you see unfold? You can't have that happen. No, you can't have that happen. And and I think that, um, you know, last night after the the second goal was called back, I think they really kind of, they, they, they dialed it in. And against New Jersey last week, they played a really solid game, I would say, top to bottom. And, you know, for them, it's it's when they, um, you know, when they feel like, I, it, and this is just my observation, when it feels like goals are harder to come by and all of a sudden you're down one nothing, 2 nothing, 3 nothing, whatever, they the ads tend to want to fly the zone, right? And and when goals get harder to come by, you're trying to make it easier, but you fly the zone or you, you know, you're trying to, you know, make any you know, an easier player or make it um, you know, get on the offense quicker, it almost almost makes it tougher for those goals, right? To to come by. And so, you know, Riker and I talked about this yesterday before the game because he was looking, you know, him and I were talking about just points for him on the air. And it was more like, okay, they, you know, you got to play below the guy and it's, it's, you know, it's arguably harder, but it makes the game easier because when you play below the guy, you're getting the puck in the right position. God forbid the puck bounces over your stick or whatever. You're still in a good position defensively. And the abs are too explosive and, and too quick 
um, too skilled to, you know, when they get the puck in those right positions, they're still going to make things happen, right? But it can't just be fly the zone, rely on the D to get the puck to. Yeah, you got Kale McCarr back there and Bo Byram and guys that can make those plays, but you don't make those plays 10 out of 10 times, unfortunately, when guys are flying the zone. And so for me, it's 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 getting back to those basics. And, and I think if you asked Jared Bednar, he'd probably say something similar is, you know, they're playing below the puck last night. They're playing the right way. Like, you don't have to crush guys, but like Val Nachushkin, 6'4", 220 pounds. Even if he rubs a guy out, you know, along the boards at 50%, it's still going to make the guy take notice. And so it's the physicality. It can't just be your third line being physical. Um, you know, the Coltons and the Woods and, and uh, you know, uh, O'Connors. You know, it's got to be, you know, top to bottom. And and so for me, it's it's that. It's, it's kind of getting back to basics of playing that defensive side first and then relying on skill and speed to generate offensive chances. Low and slow, eh, Johnny? Low and slow out there, buddy. I just you need I just need you in the middle of the ice there when I answer his best I friend. Know, right? say it uh, I'm an some of the time, but yeah. Hey Johnny, speaking of defense, um, I want to get your opinion on this because you're a hell of a defenseman. And when I watch the Avalanche play, and this is no knock to Sam Gerard. He's a great little crafty left-handed defenseman, walks the blue line great. But when I look at their team, and this is maybe if Landy does come back and, and who knows what's gonna happen with him, but could they use another right-handed defenseman to maybe play with Bull Byram, or, or obviously they got Manson on the on the, with with Jack Johnson? But to me, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think if they want to win another Stanley Cup, to me, I would love a top four right-handed defenseman to play on that second pair. Well, I, I think it's you know I think it's entirely possible you know given where they are at the end of the season or trade deadline uh, that they go out and look for another right-handed defenseman. Um, you know when Josh Manson came over from Anaheim, uh, you know it was Byron Manson. That was their um, that was the pairing, and they were really really good together. Manson's had some injuries since then, um, had surgery in the off season, and and so you know I think like he didn't play last night, neither did Gerard, um, but I think you know they're they're still working to get him back up to speed to that you know that Stanley Cup uh, champion speed where he was unbelievable those playoffs. I mean he was hitting, he was scoring, like making the right plays and. And, you know, I think that the injuries kind of hurt him a lot last year. He tried to play through it. He took some extended time off, came back. It wasn't good. And, and you know, and then they ended up shutting him down and he had surgery. So, um, you know, for me, it, it, it's, um, you know, I, I could see that happening. I mean, we talked about that Stanley Cup year. They talked about a right-handed defenseman. They needed another right-handed defenseman. They ended up going out and get Josh Manson, which was a great pickup. Um, so, yeah, I mean... You know, I think it remains to be seen. You saw Sam Malinsky play last night. He got called up. He's a young right-handed defenseman. You know, he's similar to a Sam Girard, maybe not quite as offensive at this point. But, um, you know, a guy on an entry-level deal that they signed as a free agent out of college. He's 25 years old. He's played well in the AHL. Even Caleb Jones, too. Yeah, I thought he played well last night. He played, yeah, he played well also. And so, yeah, you know, Sam Girard, I'm not saying that they need to trade him, but he's also, he's $5 million against the cap. So if there is something that they're looking to do, Guys like that, it's just, you know, that's how it is. They're playing 3D on their second power play right yeah. now. Now, Gerard, Taves, and Byram, like, it's it's hard because you want those guys to get power play minutes and get, you know, get their cookies and feel good. And, you know, the first first power play play is a minute 55 of two minutes. But, you know, it's, it's I mean, how often have we ever seen 3D, you know, 3D on the, the second power play, right? I've got to be honest. Something you see right now. As an ex-defenseman that didn't get any power love play it. time, I love it. When they run 3D <laughs> yeah, out there, I say, yeah. suck it, boys. Are you Move not, over. The forwards, the you guys just turned the puck over. Oh, we're responsible. Oh, yeah. No offensive ability. Responsible. Whatever. Shoot it. You showed Pat. Drew and Cole, the two forwards on that that second power play unit with them, they're just, you know, they're, they're just – and they're going, what the hell are these guys doing back there? Like, give me, give me another forward. Just, just, you know, turning it over everywhere. And the deer saying the same thing to the forwards. Like, you know, just every day in the locker room. Yeah, it's great. Especially when you're PK guy. Like, get the power play going, boys. Come on here. Jeez, how many breakouts do you need here? But, uh, Johnny, let, let's talk. Uh, you went to Ireland uh, the week after we went over for our 40th. We had an unbelievable time. Uh, we didn't yeah. play Bell. We didn't play Bally Bunyan. You played Bally Bunyan, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. That was the second time I played Bally Bunyan. I I went ten years ago um, on the Horgoff Cleary trip, and uh, and then this year was with Joe and Timu, and we had eight guys, and we played Bally Bunyan. That place is my second time around. Was I, I enjoyed it a lot more, and I don't know if it was weather, but um, it, it, it's such a cool course, and just I mean, it's a great, great track, and 
I mean, you guys know that place is that place is I unreal. Was, Olds, I saw your hole in one. Like, what a what a fortieth birthday! I, I was and I was just slashing it. Hey, Johnny, I was like eight over coming to what hole was it? Seven, seven, I think. Yeah, and I just I nipped one five. I finally, I finally squared one up, <laughs> and the Irish gods they they brought her over for. But no, I was. I mean, I still think about it to this day. Having my two best buddies there and on my on our fortieth, it, it was special. But Ireland in general. It's a special yeah. place. Obviously, I got, I got some Irish back, but I, I, I mean, I'm going to try to go back as much yeah. as I can. But for people that haven't been there, Johnny, it's a special place, huh? And it's it's so cool. I mean, we, um, like, you know, you're playing golf every day, but it's like you're, you know, golf is, it almost becomes secondary. Like, I love golf as much as anybody, but it's like you just, you're looking around and most of the time you're playing a course on the ocean. I think we played one inland course and, uh, you know, you're on the ocean, like you're having Guinness, like, there's not a better place to have Guinness in the world. Like Guinness over here doesn't taste like Guinness over there. No, no. And so you're sitting there having a pint afterward. Like that's that to me, sitting around just trading stories with the boys, like getting a hole in one, you know, on your in your fortieth trip. Like that's what it's all about, right? Like they call it the crack. The crack. Like you're sitting in the pub and just you're you're shooting the shooting the shit with the boys. Like, um, yeah, like that the whole week was just such a an amazing time and and we had a great group of, of eight guys um from all different places we had timu and a, a finnish buddy of his we had a few guys from california that that play at timu's club one guy was web.com tour player like mash the ball he's like five eight 135 pounds and just mash the ball and then you know joe and i and and one other cherry hills guy and so man I, like i i would go back in a heartbeat it's such a cool spot and like just golf and, and Guinness and, and hang out with fellas. Uh, like shots at Jameson, it was unbelievable. Well, we oh, well, let's yeah. go. We we get two groups together. We'll get a group. You guys get a group. We'll get our boy Billy Quinn, and we'll we'll do it. It was no shoulder pads, no shoulder pads. We up Hey, Johnny. Last but not least, here we appreciate you taking the time. We know you're busy. First of all, love the hockey night in Canada. Towel top cheese there. I got one in the studio. The Updog loves a good hockey yeah. night Canada. Listen. If, you, if this guy's ever in Vail, don't leave that wine fridge unlocked. Don't leave that unlocked. <laughs> I'm coming. What do you, what do you got? Oh, there? yeah. Oh, I just I loaded, loaded, loaded up, Johnny. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I just loaded up. I, 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 this thing, it's getting locked if you're ever in Vail. <laughs> so what's it called? Uh, what, what's Mr. Poe? He's a what, what wine? He's our sommelier. Sommelier. He, he sees Updog nice. and, and he comes right, right? Mr. Upshaw, how you doing? Here's the wine list. And, and Updog just starts dissecting it. He knows That's his wine. This guy, you know, <laughs> when the storm comes right to you, it called you Mister Anything. Like, yeah, that that gets real dangerous and real expensive real quick. I know, I know. I couldn't help myself. I think I bought twelve cases of wine at our little uh, fall wine classic. Cases? I mean, <laughs> cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I go. Does your wife cases? drink wine? I go. Does your wife drink wine? No, she doesn't drink wine. I said <laughs> the only problem is I'm, I'm all over the internet now trying to find a, uh, another wine fridge. Cause I need another, oh, yeah. like I need another basically yeah. 180 bottle wine fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just leave That's them a, sitting around. Expensive hobby. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> he, he's not just looking for the little one to put in the court. He's looking for 181. If anyone's got, if you one wonder up. why the grid down here in California is shutting off here oh, every yeah. other day, it's, I, I got a lot of electricity coming through the, yeah. coming through the house. My wife had to, my wife had to put the kibosh on ordering any, I got like a few that I can order. Stan Kroenke put me on the screaming Eagle list when the ads oh. won the cup. And so that's one of the ones that I can order. But my wife was going through the cabinets in our basement the other day, and she found about 70 bottles hidden in one of the cabinets. And she's like, we've got a wide fridge upstairs. I've got this. And then I'm hiding them in the cabinets. She's like, you got to stop ordering walking. Like, this is, this is too much. <laughs> so, I might have to, geez, the screaming eagle. I might dangerous together. I might have to, I don't know. What's that process like? Are you allowed to talk about it on air? Like, will you buy cases of that or like? Nice. Uh, so I get he, like so so Sackick and I joked around. Yeah. I was the GM of the team. It took him eight years to get uh, on the list, and uh, and Stan owned Screaming Eagle. Oh, I didn't and know that. So, oh, wow. Yeah, Kroenke owned Screaming Eagle. So at the parade um, for the Avs Cup win, I was sitting there, and and Game Six when they won in Tampa, I had one bottle of Screaming Eagle. Quince's wife bought it for us as a, a housewarming present, uh, awesome. and so. She, uh, I was like, you know what? If they win, I'm opening this bottle. I don't care. So, of course, they win. I open the bottle. I drink it on air. And so, Mr. Cronky comes up to me at the parade. He's like, hey, great choice of that bottle yeah. on air. Please. And I was like, oh, thanks. I was like, that was my only one. And he goes, you're not on the list? I'm like, no. He goes, we're going to change that. So, uh, that's a what, you know, 
like we're you know we're, we're having a good time like i'm like okay yeah okay sure next morning 8 a.m on the dot text message hey what's your mailing address and your email congratulations you're on the list and I'm just i texted joe right away i was like let's go so joe joe every time we get the the email alert and like the shipment notice we get six bottles a year we get three of the top one and then the three of the second flight and um and and we just we just text each other anytime he opens one he sends me a picture of it um i mean it, it's that's not it, it's pretty perfect. awesome and just the story itself right like yeah. to, to that like to get on the list that way like i i mean he's he's an unbelievable guy and, and the fact that he even remembered the next day to you know to to send it to his guy to put me on the list was you know was pretty special do you, details do you have one behind you or is it locked up some yeah let us know well yeah Right pull it off there. Let me let me let me pull see the label. There. Yeah, pull it off. Now he's gonna see the label. Right. But maybe oh, pop man, it open. I'll be I'll tight. be there in four like, hours. Geez, I'll be a little tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be like, put that in the decanter. I'll be there in a bit. So yeah, that's that's. Oh yeah, the twenty twenty right touch. there. Do you remember drinking that? I was gonna say at Mike Comrie's house, we drank about. Before even before even knew what screaming it was, I'm like, after the next day, I'm like, that's pretty good wine. He's like, you know what those cost a bottle of? I'm like, no. That's why I had my idea. My brother was in town from Fort Mac. We're in we're in Hollywood at MC. Spot, and my brother's just slinging it back, and I go, "Do you not have any idea how much one of those glasses are? Enjoy it, yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah. Enjoy that juice. Yeah, it's like getting into the getting into some of the bourbons too. Like you know how much one of those glasses are? Yeah, like it's it, it gets a little expensive. You know, fortunately with the wine cam, I get to write everything off. So I'm. I'm I'm happy about that. See, he's smart. He's smart. Hey, see, that's a businessman right there. We're working. You just got to put like a little wine segment on on missing curfew. Yeah, that's, totally. That, that's business expense. Yeah, we're learning how these write-offs work, Johnny. We're just starting to write everything <laughs> off. Fella. We're writing just it all. Write it off. In a couple years, in a couple of years, we might be in the clink, but hey, we're we're all be getting letters from the IRS. Oh, I told uh, hey Johnny, you're the man, brother. Uh, uh, we love what you do at L2 TV. Uh, we can't wait to see an Aspen, buddy. Uh, I don't know if we'll be yeah, drinking man. Screaming Eagle, but we'll be drinking something. Uh, keep up the great work with the Avs alumni, man. Uh, it's such Thanks. an important Thanks. thing, and uh, yeah, you guys are crushing it. We'll see you at that altitude, buddy, and uh, we'll go yeah. to D a couple times and keep this guy on the outside. Eh? I love it. I love it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Thanks Johnny.